Rob the Sanctimonious. Rob the Sanctimonious. He's got a nickname now. A Trumpian nickname. Rob. Excellent. Rob. Because he'll rob you, Trey. He'll rob, rob you, and he's sanctimonious. <laughs> First of all, Trump handled that completely wrong. We'll talk about that right. later. But second of all, um, Ron DeSantis is his name, and he's done some really good things in Florida. The sure. people of yeah. Florida like him, and yeah. people around the country like it so much that they're flocking to Florida in even bigger numbers than they're flocking to Texas. And we know how to flock into Texas because yes. we, we drive on the roads around here. <laughs> right, right. Um, so he, I think, uh, first of all, Trey got it, did a good job. Uh, Trey leaned back yeah, in the chair I mean, and just I, let him talk. He just yeah. asked him a question and let him talk. I didn't see it live, it but was I, good. I watched bits and you know, highlights it, of it. It was good. Stuff. Yeah, it was good. Trey's pretty smooth. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I, I was kind of uncertain because he's been a little stilted. And well, none of these people can carry a full-time no, show. Not no. Trey, not McEnany, no. not, none of them. But he did good. He sat yeah, back oh, yeah. in the chair. He's a smart guy. Yeah, and he goes, okay, I want to ask you about this, that, and the other. And he started out talking about the Twitter fiasco and how that whole thing started. And, I, you know, my first thought was immediately, first of all, they fixed it within a couple of minutes. And, yeah, it sounded like crap at the beginning, but they fixed it. They had a million people trying to get into Twitter. Right, and right. it blew the thing up, right? Yeah. So they got it fixed in, a, in about five minutes or less. It was ready to go. But I came in here and I said, don't anybody in this building complain about technical <laughs> issue on Twitter. Because we've been dealing with technical issues that we haven't solved in 40 years around here. So I don't want to hear the problem with Twitter. They fixed it in five minutes. That's the first yeah. thing. Second, second thing is they got it under control and they started to, to talk about what it is for the future and all that. And then Trey Gowdy had him after the Twitter thing. Um, he's got great policies. Oh, but yeah, yeah, he's certainly. put great policies into effect. Mm -hmm. He answered questions without stammering or stuttering. He had a full command of the facts. He's a brilliant man, graduated, I think, the top of his class out of Yale. Right. Was a JAG officer in the Navy. So, right. you know, he's... Military vet. Yeah, he's paid his dues, man. Um, but... But, but, but the, the the major criticism I have of him right now, I'll have others, I'm sure, but the major one I have of him right now is in trying, the best I can tell, he's trying to be the anti-Trump so much where he's not going to be emotional, he's not going to fire off at people, he's not right. going to be firebrand kind of guy. He's trying to keep everything under control and in check, and I think he's coming off a bit robotic. Uh, uh, he needs to warm up some more to people. He needs to right. become more of a, a real person. He's, his answers are pretty stilted, and he's kind of stilted, too. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going at this whole election cycle a little differently than I have in the past. And maybe, this, maybe it's, again, it's George Carlin sitting on my shoulder in that I'm going to try to, because this is so different. It's really going to be different, <laughs> I think, to say the least. And I'm because you got a you got a guy who's obviously in the throes of some kind of decline as the president, running for one party, uh, and nobody likes him. Everybody wants him out. You got the Trump factor. You got all these people lining up behind Trump. And so I'm going to try to go at it not less as a talk show guy and more as just Joe Citizen, mm -hmm. as a middle aged guy who largely because he's lazy, lazy still you know relies on legacy media, just try to sift things through. But I, I'm just kind of try to go at it as an american citizen and how does this stuff hit me and the twitter thing okay yeah it, it, it was annoying and uh i of that i will say i know a lot of people are saying it didn't hurt him i don't think it necessarily did but if you're gonna make a big you're gonna create this create this big dramatic bubble that i'm not going with legacy media and i'm gonna go with elon on twitter and go where the people are on social media the damn thing better work and it didn't I brought up the entire video, and I tried to watch it and tried to listen. The sound was horrible, and I just ditched it. I mean, I, I kind of read the transcript of what he, is, he had said. It's, he didn't really say anything different than what he's been saying all along. Uh, and then with Gowdy, uh, and even the video he put out, a little 60-second video he put out, he's coming off as a politician. When he's in Florida and he's the governor of the state of Florida, he comes off as a badass. And he does badass things. The Martha's Vineyard thing was a badass thing. Sending troops to, to Texas is a badass move. And he's just coming off wishy-washy. And, and a lot of it's going to be when you put a guy like DeSantis, who is a politician. He is all everything you said. And I agree. He's a very impressive dude. And he's been very impressive thus far. But on the national stage, so far for me, he's coming off very wishy-washy. Uh, and uh, you put a guy like that in the room with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump's going to eat him alive just on charisma alone. Now, it's not fair, it's not deep, it's not intellectual, but, you know, 
The Twitter thing annoyed me, so I just, had he just had a rally like they said, it would have been on every channel, or at least it would have been on Fox, and he would have had a roaring crowd behind him. It would have been a completely different dynamic, but he was trying to make a point, and in my opinion, the point just didn't work. Trump, on the other hand, came off as a child. And that trip ain't going to work for him. Before, it, it's, before it's we really do that, not. before we do that, let me just ask you: You said he sounds wishy-washy yeah. to you. On, on what is what points or what his general demeanor? He's he's not coming off as a tough guy, as a strong guy. He's coming off as a politician. The, look, the policy points and the agenda are Trumps. It's the same. Everybody's going to be running on the same stuff. It's all the same problems that people are facing: the the, the border, the economy. Uh, so, uh, so it's not Ukraine. it's not an issue. It's, it's all it's not him being wishy washy on an issue. It's his demeanor. He, he's right. not. Yeah. Well, that's that, just that talking. It's talking points. Yeah. That was my point about yeah. him being robotic. Yeah. About yeah, it's him. Just, it's kind of. <laughs> you know. Okay. Right. Right. It's he, not. You know. And you're going to have to really bring a different game against a guy like Trump. And and Trump, but that's not saying Trump's handling this well because Rob the sanctimonious. It, it's so silly. It feels very childish this time out. It's not serving him, but he's so, still light years ahead of everybody he, else. What, 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 again, I'll go back to my original statement. That was, I think, he is trying to be the anti-Trump yeah. so much that he's not warm, he's not friendly, no. and he's certainly not energetic. And that's going to cost him, I think, because you have to have that kind of fire in your belly. Uh, he's got some really good things that he has done in Florida that oh, would yeah. work right across the country as an example the uh going against the whole climate change thing or national school choice which yeah. he talked about last night said he was going to put into effect firing chris ray on day one and those right. guys you know cleaning up those uh, deep states and doing those things all the all that's great but uh he does not have that that emotional side to him that people are people are pissed off on the right and they want somebody who's going to lead the charge that's what that's what attracts them to trump they don't really pay attention to trump's you know his policies. What they pay attention to is hit the fact that he's full of fire. And I've been receiving the texts all morning. Well, no, well, that's I, what they've I, been saying. I don't agree. I think people saying. are really about the policies with Trump because they know he's going to do that stuff. Right. But they they enjoy his fire oh, in the sure. belly. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. they want, right? And they feel like he was cheated, and he deserves right. four more years because he was cheated. But last night, what Trump did is not going to cut it. The, no, well, Rob the sanctimonious and my my red button is bigger than yours. Yeah, it's like okay, and we've heard all the Kim Jong Un is going to be my best friend, jokes, all right. that kind of stuff. And so here's the deal on that. Um, first of all, that didn't hurt you know DeSantis at all. That didn't hurt him at all. It no, hurt I Trump. I don't think it. Yeah, if it hurt anybody, it hurt him. Right, right. That's not a you know um, not and, a good look. <laughs> and that does not connect with anybody on policy the stuff that they're concerned about right now which is what they're paying for groceries and what we're paying for right. gas and high inflation and all those kind of things i think it would have been better served had trump just said you know what i look forward to having you in the race we're gonna have some great discussions on this stuff that matters well, yeah that, that, something like that you yeah know? because one of the fears that people have about a guy like trump is his personality and his massive ego yeah. which either works for him or hurts him and one of the issues people have is that he gets distracted by personal attacks. And see, and that's where, and and what I'm thinking, if he treats this campaign, which he won't, but if he treated this campaign or treats this campaign like he treated the indictment, where it was serious Trump, and it was glaring Trump, and it was Trump not saying anything except what he absolutely had to say, if he went at it with that level of seriousness, because the situation is a thousand times worse than it was in 2016 and 2015, I think that would win the day. But if he engages in this childish stuff, it, it, it was fun against Hillary Clinton, right? It, it probably would have worked better in 2020 had they not cheated. But it ain't going to work now, and that's what we're both saying. I I'm over it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want petty. I, I want the seriousness of yeah. the day to be uh, debated. I want issues to be talked about. I don't want to hear about little hands. <laughs> just, I don't yeah, want to hear about that, lying so and so. What I want is somebody who is going to take on the destruction uh, and the destructive forces of this country, which is this is. Without a doubt, we're at that moment where they are destroying the United States. That's what this well, yeah. debt ceiling thing is. Yeah. That's what the border is. That's what this whole China thing is. Everything that's going on, they're destroying this country. And I don't want to hear about Rob DeSanctimonious and uh, my button's bigger than yours and Kim Jong-un is going to be my best friend. And it's I can silly. tell you who else doesn't want to hear that. I, I've got an 18-year-old who's going to uh, vote for the first time in this upcoming election. My granddaughter, one right. of my granddaughters. Right. 
None of that connects with her. Yeah. No, the I whole mean, robbed sanctimonious thing and all that, none of that connects with her. What she wants to know is, you know what, what kind of future am I going to have in this country? I need somebody to, to, to talk to me about that. One final thought, and I talked about this a lot this morning, but I've been talking about it ever since I had Scott Pressler on last year. Um, it doesn't matter who you run. If you don't change the way I'm talking to Republicans, you approach this election. I'm talking about Republican leadership. Right. So unless you decide that you are going to spend millions of dollars and hire TikTok influencers that are going to be making videos against Democrats and pro whoever your choice is going to be on the Republican side, unless you're willing to right. do that, unless you're willing to embrace mail-in balloting, you've got to, you've got to embrace it. Unless you're willing to embrace early voting, you've got to be willing to do it. And unless you're willing to do the whole ballot harvesting, that's not illegal. There's nothing wrong with it. That's going out and collecting the ballots and making sure they get to where they're supposed to be right. instead of in a trunk of a car, which <laughs> right. is what we've seen happen. Unless you're willing to do all that, it doesn't matter if you're on Trump, DeSantis, or anybody else, um, you're not going to win. You're not going to beat the way the Democrats have built that machine. It's an impossibility in today's well, world. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they, they, Trump was the first. I think that's why they hate him so much. He was the first guy that really used social media to his advantage in the in the first term, and in the first campaign. And and they've always used it. And you're right. They they spend all kinds of money on these punks with these cameras, these influencers. But it works, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. What I found about young people is that when you very clearly explain what's going on and what this person is doing and what this person wants to do and how this affects you they wake right up and go i don't like that right so trump if he wants the young people yeah the influencers you got to get on that stuff or whoever it is republican party uh but along with that has to come a a level of seriousness if you're just doing the trump trip with the name calling it this time out i, I think it, things are too dire right we, now and he should treat it that way we te- right we right we tend right we tend to focus on who is running and that's important i don't, well, sure. don't want to discount yeah. that that's important yeah. but what needs to be focused on equally or more as to who it is is how you approach this election if you're a republican and you want to win you have to get in the game with all of those things I just mentioned, or you won't. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Trump. It, you could resurrect uh, Ronald Reagan. You're not going to win unless you do all of those things. Well, I'm not saying true. all those things are no, right, 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 or that I agree with the system, right. but that is the system. Well, because they need a game plan. Don't worry about Trump. Trump's his own entity. Right now, Trump runs the board because they're all either reacting against him or with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, DeSantis's tagline, the great American comeback, is basically, let's make America great again. It's the same thing. It's as the same all thing, said. man. Yeah. What, uh, what Biden it, had a line like that. Reagan said it's a new day in America. Right, yeah, that but was I mean, the whole Trump thing. made that Everything whole MAGA thing. Right. DeSantis has just reconfigured the wording on it. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, quick break. More where Rima coming up at Stevens Roofing. It's time to take care of your roof with a local roofing company that will take care of you and your family. Your largest investment is your home. And taking care of your home is what it's all about with Stevens Roofing. Now, they, since they are local, they understand the weather around here. They understand, you know, what's going on with life here. One day it's sunny and hot. The next day it's freezing cold with snow sitting up there. They know all that. And so they're ready to respond and react to you in a hurry. Come out, do a free roof inspection for you. They never charge for those roof inspections. And then if you need any kind of service on that roof, whether it's a minor repair or it could be a whole new roof, Stevens has the best guys in the world to do that for you. And lots of great choices like standing seam metal and or composition of all grades and styles and colors for you. That's at stevensroofing.net. Sun and clouds in the upper 80s all the way through the weekend. Right now, 69 at KTSA. Good morning. Just a couple of... 725 with Warren Rima at KTSA. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's going to be hard now because I got DeSanctimonious in my head. It's going to be hard <laughs> well, to call know, him Ryan DeSantis. Trump knows yeah. this. Yeah. He's a TV guy. Right. We were just talking about that. That's right. And his, uh, you know, Trump is a guy who can cut through the clutter that's out there because right. of who he is. He is an attention getter. But he's not going to make headway if he's going to be this shallow, you know, play around the edges kind of guy and use the name calling and all that kind of stuff because he's got a real intellectual that he's running against. Now, DeSantis is not going to do it the way he did it last night. He's going to have to become a little more of a firebrand. I think um, he just needs to be the guy he is in Florida. Right, which is yeah, a little more of a firebrand. Just be that guy. You know, when, when, yeah. the, when, the, uh, when COVID was going on, I'll never forget this moment. As long as I live, right. I'll never forget it. 
he was the one he, – he, he was off track a little bit early, but then right away he realized the shutdowns and the masking is right. stupid. Right. And he was the first one to open up and all and get rid of all that nonsense. And I'll never forget when he announced it. He went to that podium, and they had all those people lined up behind <laughs> right, him. They were wearing right. masks. And he walked over and said, you take those masks off. They don't do any good. This was the middle of the pandemic right. when we all were wearing them. Be that guy. Yeah. Right. Be that. Don't worry about Trump. Just yeah. be that guy. And if he does that, his, he'll win the day. His, that's right. His policies over in Florida are kicking oh, butt yeah. and taking names. And so much so that even the NAACP, who's telling black people don't go down there, all the leadership from the NAACP are down there right now. Yes. As we speak, they're there. He was listing off stats last night about black-owned businesses in Florida. It's huge. It's huge. You know, if there was such a dangerous state for black people and everybody's walking around in a pointy hood, you think black people would be investing in business no. uh, as much as they are in that uh, state? Uh, no, not no, at all. No, they're doing it because they're smart. Yeah. Not, not afraid. Right. It's insulting. Well, and he actually called climate change for what it is. Yeah. You know, this is socialists who are trying to control your life. Yeah. Uh, Trey Gowdy did a great job setting up the question. He said, you happen to be uh, the governor of a state that's surrounded by water. <laughs> so what do, you think about, what do you think about this? And he said, look, first, first thing is I'm going to stop the politicization of the weather. That's just ridiculous, you know, to <laughs> politicize yeah. the weather. Yeah. And he said, secondly, I'm going to unleash American energy, and we're going to rock and roll. Good. Well, bang, those are two policies right there rolled into one that Americans can get behind, conservative Americans can get behind. Yeah, keep it simple. Right. Keep it on point. Which he did. And he did, yes. The whole because time. there's not going to be a lot of difference point by point between him and Trump. But he's got he's to run on his record and reiterate, repeat over and over again, I'm going to get us energy independent again. I'm going to uh, get the border tightened up, you know, all this stuff. I'm, I'm not going to play this woke crap anymore. Yep. And be the guy he is in Florida. You know, I think you're right. I think he swung all the way to the other side that he wants to distance himself so much from Trump. He's coming off as boring and, like you say, robotic. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be. That's not going to win on the national stage. No, and and what also is not going to win on the national stage if the two of them ever get together and do a debate. And he said last night, I welcome debates. I think debates are healthy. Uh, Donald Trump is the one who says he doesn't want to debate. Yeah, so, that's not working either. No, and, 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 and the thing is going to be, you know, Trump's 77, Ron's 44. Right. So that's going to – once you get those two on TV across from each other, but when mm. it comes down to the substance in a debate-type situation, right? and Ron is sitting there talking substance, these are the issues, this is what yeah. I'm going to do about it, if Trump is over there doing his monkey and football stuff, right, <laughs> right, his weirdness, yeah, it's not going to play well for Trump. No, it's not going to do it well. Not this time. No, no, it's a different. Every campaign is different. Every election cycle is a little uh-huh. different. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta evolve to the to what the need is. And this should be serious stuff. And the childish crap with Trump ain't going to work. Not this time. So we'll see. Well, let's talk about River City Oral Surgery real quick. And our friend Dr. Habercorn at River City Oral Surgery, who will take care of your entire family if you need uh, tooth extractions done, if you need wisdom teeth out, or if you need teeth put in. Because, you know, he's one of the biggest and best known in Texas for implants. Yeah, he is. And, uh, we, in fact, we have a friend here at the radio station yep. who just got some implants at River City Oral Surgery, said the care was excellent. And also, there's no mystery as far as the pricing. Let's say you need some wisdom teeth taken out. Now, most of the time when you go to the doctor, you've got all kinds of hidden fees you don't see coming. Not with Dr. Mark Havercorn. He'll remove four wisdom teeth, just for example, for only $1,200, including the exam, the x-ray, and the IV sedation. In fact, you can get all the pricing uh, at Mark's website, rivercityoms.com. Call him up, make an appointment today. You don't need a referral. 210-778-0002. I can't wait for what's next. Even of course, that's Mick with Tina Turner. And in our next segment coming up this half hour, we'll talk our thoughts on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's so do, do that. Um, but going back to what we were saying just a minute ago, we're, we're not going to talk about DeSantis all day, but I, I do want to roll that into a couple of other topics that are making the news sure. today. Um, so what I hear more often than not when I'm just talking to people about where our country is today, outside of the whole destruction of the country and everything we know is going on, we know that it's uh, the chaos is being created uh, to, to destroy it, to Tear it down to rebuild it and socialize. We know that that's what the Democrats are doing. 
most people that I know, they just want to turn uh, return to normality, some sort of You're normalcy, right. some yeah. sort of I don't have to get up in the morning and be stressed with cortisol racing through my veins and have that fight or flight thing all day long because the world's going to hell in a handbasket and the country is devolving into its, you know, falling mm-hmm. into its. People so. are worried about their futures. Correct. So what they're looking for is a steady hand, and that. I think that's going to play well for DeSantis. I think that's going to right. help him be that steady hand and not play well for Trump if he doesn't modify what he's doing. So we've treaded that ground already, but it, it really does feed into, I know you talk about it on your show. I've talked about it on my show a lot. We've talked about it together. Just the chaos in the streets. We were just watching the oh, video of the, yeah. of the cop in California, mm. motorcycle cop that was stopping a guy, and the guy threw the motorcycle cop on his back and started to beat the crap out of the motorcycle cop. Yeah. And a couple of guys had to come over and save the motorcycle cop's life, um, which is a whole other issue. And then you've got this deal with this Christopher Wright. God love him. Um, his son, 12 mm. years old, is the in middle Maryland. school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I know that area. Yeah. And he, Ugh. his son goes to middle school and fourteen-year-old kid or gets a fight. Yeah, and two other kids and three adults mm. show up at the door that afternoon and say, "Send the boy out here. We're going to finish this fight off." And Christopher Wright said, "I'm not sending my son out here. It's not. It's not going to happen." And they said, "Yes, you will, or we're going to take you in after you." Well, they took in after him and they killed him, beat him to death. Yeah, beat the, him the, to death. When the cops showed up, he was already getting medical help from somebody there, yeah. but he died at the hospital, blunt force trauma to the head. Yeah. They said it. They didn't. They didn't just use their fists. No, they, no. they were hitting him with something, mm-hmm. all because he wouldn't send his his fourteen year old, I think his stepson, out to be beaten up by three adults and two kids. Uh huh. That's correct. But who would do that? Who right. would send the kid out? Right. And for that, he, he lost his life. He was 43 years of age. Right. He was a young guy. Young dude. Uh, there was another melee at, uh, at uh, Chicago O'Hare. You and you that? and I have both flown in and out of there a lot of times. Uh, and a bunch of folks at, the, at a baggage claim started going at it. I mean, I... I this we see this every Everywhere. day. I'm almost becoming uh, people in general are becoming inured to it because it's every day. Right. But when you really take it in, what the hell is going on? Well, it, it, again, it's that chaos they're yeah. creating on the streets, and they're doing it on purpose. Sure, tear it down to rebuild it, and all that kind of stuff. That's why that's that's happening. But you know, it's also there's a lot of other factors too. We've gotten away from our spirituality in this country. Oh, you know, yeah. we've gotten sick. away from any kind of higher power that we are responsible sure. to, and all, we're not teaching those principles anymore. All that kind of stuff, and this is a natural result when you when you allow mankind to be to 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 go through his basest instincts. This is what you end up with. You end up with rule of the jungle. We've well, seen it in the past. It's very primal, and and yeah. you see these videos where people like a group of people like they did this guy in, in Anne Arundel County will swarm somebody and just stomp them into the ground they look like wild animals that's what it is that's what they are and they're acting like wild animals and that is always pretty much through history is always an indication of the the fall of of a society well we talked about Rome yesterday yeah that's, you know. Rome was going through that same exact thing that we're going through I mean we parallel yeah. Rome right before the fall of Rome so not to be all down and draggy no but it's scary stuff well, we need to take acknowledgement acknowledgement yeah. of it I mean admit it's going on and that's why when I opened the segment I said that's what these people, people that I talk to, what they really want is a lot of this stuff to go away. They want a steady hand on yeah. the wheel, which clearly we have a very unsteady hand right now. Oh, and and why I think it plays against Trump to see yeah. what's going on, the chaos in the streets and everything, because he's not steady. He's not He's not one of those guys, you know, I'm talking about his public persona. Sure, he's yeah. A, he's a fire yeah. thrower, you know, he's a flamethrower. Yeah. And so they may be looking at somebody like a DeSantis going, yes, he's he's Mr. Cool, and cool's a rule. You know? I don't, I have, I cannot call this, I have I can't no, I, I'm I, not I, trying to pretend no, that no, I can't. No, I know, but I, 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 I don't know, man. I mean, I, 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 I don't know that people go with a sure bet with the guy they know is going to do what they want to be, have done, whether he's a a-hole or not. Right. Uh, do they go with a steady hand like uh, DeSantis or maybe somebody else that hasn't even shown up yet? You right. know, I, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This is. Uh, going to be unlike any presidential cycle, I think, in, in recent memory, if ever. Uh, and so I, I don't know, but but we are in dire need of saving. I hate to put right. it that. There's no other really real word to, to use. Right. This country is in the S right now. And, uh, you know, you, you see these videos of these of the crime. 
Okay, in 2016 and 2015, people were were tired of politicians telling them bull crap. Right. They were tired of feeling bad about, made to feel bad about being Americans, mm-hmm. and Trump played into that. Okay, right. now though, and this is again what we talk about. There's it's you know, dramatically different. We we have actual real problems that are destroying this country. It's horrible. It's and it, it, it's in free fall, and if it, because the other side wants that, right? That you, you and I talk about, they want the chaos, they want the crime, crime rates, they want people afraid to go outside, right? Because they want them to turn to them for protection, make it all better. Uh, you know, it, it, so it, it's a very, it's a much more serious situation than it was in you know 2015. The danger that DeSantis runs into right <clears throat> now by being Mr. Cool and the steady hand is he. He cannot, he cannot appear to be just another politician. Yeah, he no, cannot appear yeah. to be a Jeb Bush. No, it's going to get him slaughtered. I was just looking at. Uh, we were watching Rivik, uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy up here just a second right. ago, and he's talking about going to Chicago and meeting people in Chicago who don't like him or his policies face to face and talking with them. The guy's got a lot of great ideas. Yeah. He's very sharp, super intelligent. What is he, 35? Yeah, a young guy. Multi-billionaire, self-created multi-billionaire. It's kind yeah, of a young Trump in a sense. Yes. Yeah. But he comes off a little politician-y, and right. that's the problem. If you come off that way, then you're not going to be attracted to, or, or, or most Republican voters are not going to be attracted to. They don't want any more politicians. They want somebody who's going to go in, kick butt, and take names. Well, and, that, and that's why I, I think, again, we can't underestimate the support for Trump. Correct. And, Correct. and despite his personality, Correct. people may go with him again because it's Correct. a sure bet. That's right. And somebody like a DeSantis, he appears to be more of a, and I said it this morning, an executive, like a chief of staff. Yeah. Who knows how to, he, he can stand to the right of the Resolute Decks and go, I can get this done. Yeah. And he can. Yeah. I can marshal the forces, and sir, I'll make that happen overnight. And he can. Which he's done on a number of occasions yes. as governor. Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. Trump will always have his original record, though, of what he accomplished in right. four years. And uh, despite being uh, attacked by his political foes, political foes within the system constantly, unrelentingly. Right. And so that I think that in and of itself will be hard to beat. So I, I it's going to be fun TV watching. Oh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> and it's going to be impossible for you and I to try to break it down and call it and no, say it's going I, this way or that way. Out, man. It's just going to be, again, watching the bullcrap float by in the river and you yeah. know, comment on it. I have no idea what but, the, how this thing's going to go. But I can tell you there's a whole lot of people, uh, Republicans, independents, and even a lot of Democrats who don't like the way that we're going right now, that we're on the wrong course. Oh, yeah. When you see a cop getting beat up like that, when you see a fight at O'Hare like we saw, when you see that stuff going on, that affects everybody. And everybody goes, I don't want to grow up in that world. I don't want my kids growing up in that world. Well, That's not yeah, the world I want to live in. Everybody knows it's showing up in my neighborhood at some point if it hasn't already. Well, if you're, if you, if you're a baggage claim at an airport and it breaks out, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> right? You're caught. You're there in the middle of it. Yeah, and yeah. nobody wants that. Nobody. No. Nobody's sane. Nobody well, with the right and, and then you layer in all the tranny crap, and people are just done, man. I think a lot of Democrats are keeping their mouths shut, but they're done, too. I hope so. Back in a minute, more wearing Rama KTSA. If you're going to buy a UTV, there's no better UTV than the man. Okay. It is the uh, 25th of May. May is practically, for all intents and purposes, over with Memorial Day weekend coming up uh, this weekend. That's when we think about those and remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for right. freedoms. So what day is it? It's the 25th of May, uh, and it's Eat More Fruits and Veggies Day. Okay. What's that powdered crap they sell on Fox News that's, uh, that's like ground up yeah. fruits and vegetables, what man? Is. What is that? Something for life or whatever it's called? Yeah. I need to get that. I'm just going to start snorting that. I'm going to do bumps of uh, okay. of that. What is that called, Elaine? I'm going to start doing bumps of balance Here. of nature. Just Can to I have my fruits and veggies, man. You want to take one right now? No, I don't. Why not? It'll what do you me, take? It'll you make take me one of fart. Uh, anyway, so what? <laughs> what is this? This is the veggie one, huh? That's you got you actually take that, Elaine? Oh, that's a different one. Balance oh, of nature. This, <laughs> are you talking about AG one? Here, this is form. This, this is, is the ground up uh, vegetables and fruits. That's yeah. all it is. Oh, wait a minute. This is the fruit, and this is a vegetable. So the vegetables green, the fruit is red. I'm going to take it. Why not? The vegetables green. The, so you know the green pills yeah. are veggies. So and the I'll red you, pills. I'll let you know. You what gonna happened. take one? Sure, I'll take them. Well, home. maybe you'll start farting. Hmm? <laughs> wow. That really does taste feel like, like fruit. Feel like you got? Well, does it really? I you did veggies. Really does. You did the fruit one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to do the veggie now. Oh, 
balance of nature. Double dip. Wow. There is no balance well, to my nature. Supposed to take, you're supposed to take three of each, right? That's three of each? Yeah. A day? And so that's why you end up farting. And, and your belly hurts at first, right? It kind of bloats you because it, you know. Bloats. <laughs> Cause, cause and you're really I've not, had enough bloating in my life. Yeah. And you're really, uh, this, is, this is what people have told me about them. And you're really not used to them at first, you know, so. It's a, quite an experience. Well, stay close to the throne. Anyway, go right ahead. Uh, and, and by the way, I was just making a joke. Don't snort balance of nature. Yeah. It's your public service announcement for the day. Uh, it, it is Eat More Fruits and Veggies Day. It's Geek Pride Day. So if you're a geek or a nerd, have some pride today. Mm. Be pride. Be proud that you're a geek. Uh, it's Towel Day. Do you, like, you like towels? <laughs> I'm sure I do. I like towels. I use one every day to dry off. Exactly. Towels are are great. Great wickers. What pothead sat around and uh, came up with the- I don't know uh, where half of them- What dope-smoking weirdo came up with? Towels are so cool. (laughs) They deserve a day. Let's have a towel day, right? That's right. It's National Tap Dance Day. Okay. Do people even do that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Do they? Oh, you bet. Remember Gregory Hines? Absolutely. Remember that guy and watching him tap dance? You bet. Uh, it's also the 44th anniversary of one of my all-time favorite movies that also gave me nightmares for years because I saw it when I was very young. came out in 1979. 44 years ago today, the movie Alien was released mm-hmm. uh, by Ridley Scott. And if you're a sci-fi nerd, Alien came on the heels of Star Wars, which was very popcorny and very fantastical and very mythic. Alien was a gritty horror movie done in space. Sure it was. It was incredibly artistic. I mean, he later did Blade Runner, but Alien was that first really kind of very, very dark and serious uh, sci-fi movie that took the whole genre in a new direction. It's one of my favorites. I saw it with my brother, uh, first run. I was, you know, however old, I, I guess in, I would have been 12 in 79, and I'd never seen anything so bloody and horrific in my life. It haunted, but man, to this day, what a great movie. Just holds up. I'm not a big fan fan of any of the sequels, even the ones that Ridley Scott did were kind of sucked. But that first one, uh, just a brilliant movie. Brilliant movie. So 44, he, 44 years ago. That went quick. Anyway, and then Tina Turner. Yeah, uh, 80, uh, 81, 83, 83. 83. Yeah, um, you know, I w- I'm not going to say I was a huge fan, but I, 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 I the story that what happened yesterday was really strange, in that my wife and I are are driving to the chiropractor appointment, her appointment, and recently I've you know you go through these, these musical stages where you're listening to one thing you know over and over. I've been rediscovering all the music I was playing on the radio when I first got in for whatever bizarre reasons. I'm just listening to a lot of that music. We're listening to a light rock station, driving to this appointment. Uh, what's love got to do with it comes on. This is before it was announced. And you know, while we're talking, we just naturally turned up the radio and started kind of bopping to it and singing. I was singing along to it. It's such a great song. And while that song was playing, my brother-in-law texts my wife and says, Tina Turner just died. And it was just kind of like this weird little moment, you know, where we were just happy to be li- But that's the legacy. Her song comes on the radio. It's 100 years old from the 80s, and you turn it up. She was such a uh, shining star, just an amazing talent who led a really difficult but amazing life. And uh, that's that was me hearing about Tina Turner passing away yesterday. It's weird. I, there was no reason for me to even think about her last week, none whatsoever. Right. But she crossed my mind, and I dialed up Proud Mary with her and right. Ike, and I was it's listening to that last week, and I was like, that's kind of weird. Uh, this happens all too often in my life where I'll think about somebody and then I'll get some sort of news from them or they'll reach out and contact me. It's the weird, weirdest thing that goes right. on. Nancy and I talk about it all the time. She's like, don't say anything about so-and-so, mm, you know, because, right. you know, something weird's going to happen if you right. do. Um, of course, I told the story over and over again this morning, but growing up doing this, mm. I played all of her songs. Right. And I'll never forget, I was here, and not in this building, in the old building back there, when uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? first came out that was yeah. summer of 84 and we just played it and played it and played it and played it i left here and i put magic 105 on the air it didn't even exist and i put it on the air but that was one of the mm-hmm. songs that was one of the when i was a program director wherever i went it was one of the core songs that i took with me right, right to right. play same thing when i went to kqxt i flipped it from being a it was really a elevator music kind of dentist chair type thing right and i flipped it to soft rock well tina turner right 
Star 93, when I went over there, same thing. Um, wherever I went, I, I played her songs, but primarily that was the biggie, really. That was your, your, your linchpin, and I never got tired of it. With all the songs that we right. talk about that we played a million times as disc jockeys, you got tired of all of them. You're fed up with them. You know, I don't want to hear it again. Not that one. I never, That's a ever great got tune. T- Yeah, never got tired of it. She didn't like it when she was first presented with that song. And, uh, there, you know, I told this story this morning, but somebody very important really saved her career after Ike. Uh, she was kind of floundering a little bit and looking for something to do right. and was playing like hotel bar rooms. And um, this guy had just signed with, re-upped with Capitol Records for millions and millions of dollars, and they all wanted to take him out to dinner in New York. Mm. And he said, no, I'm going to go see my favorite singer tonight. And so they went, all the record executives from Capitol went with him to right. see his favorite singer. His favorite singer was Tina Turner. It was David Bowie. Oh, wow. David Bowie wow. took all those executives, and they saw Tina Turner, and that's when they fell in love with Tina Turner. That, had that whole comeback. I mean, she had how many re- songs in the 80s on the air? Well, every the, time you turn around. Ends, they were just great. And one she was 45. Other. She was middle-aged. <laughs> 45. Yeah, I mean, you know. When that song came out in 1940, uh, 1984, she was 45 years old. And so ended up playing in front of almost 200,000 in Rio once. Yeah, I remember watching her on Live Aid with Jagger, and he ripped yeah. off her skirt and all that yeah. stuff happened. You know? yeah. But she was, she was Tina Turner, She man. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So yeah. all I can say to her is well done. Back in a minute, more Warren Ryman, KTSA. In an interesting passage in the Sermon on the Mount, 107.1. And it is 8.07, Trey Ware and Sean Rima. We are Ware and Rima here at KTSA. Uh, Gary Shapley has gone public. He's the IRS whistleblower. Oh, yeah. Part of that team that was investigating Hunter Biden, who Merrick Garland made a phone call to the IRS and said, oh, you need <laughs> to uh, you need to yank them off of Hunter Biden right. and send them doing uh, something else. So, uh, again, uh, Hunter is going to, you know, go scot-free on all this, all this criminal activity. Nah, nah. to that guy. He's such a skis. Yeah. Um, Twitter files figure Matt Taibbi. Now, Matt is a very progressive journalist. Yeah. He was the one that was chosen by Elon Musk to let out all the Twitter stuff that was going on to censor Americans and right. violate the First Amendment rights and all that stuff. When Taibbi went to appear before Congress and testify, the IRS showed up at his house that very day. And uh, we got to do a we got to do an audit of you. We got to we got to check into you and see what's going on. We think that you owe us a ton of money. And right. Taibbi said, "Leave me alone." And you know, obviously, it was clearly a, um, a intimidation tactic. Not only right. about him, you know, watch what you say in front of Congress, but also it was an intimidation tactic for all the other journalists out there. You, uh, you guys, you shut up, or you know, we're going to show up at your doorstep. So Taibbi yesterday announces a timeline to this and goes through the timeline as to the IRS investigation. When he announced that he had the Twitter files and would be releasing them, the IRS calls up their agent on a Saturday, has their agents – now, they don't work on a Saturday – have their agents meet on a Saturday. You need to launch this investigation. You need to get this underway against this Matt Taibbi guy. Immediately – they go to his house on the day he is to testify before, or is testifying uh, before that. they show up on that day. <laughs> we have to we have to do an investigation into you. We're opening up a case on you. Blah 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 blah. Okay, he met with them. Come to find out, IRS owed him a ton of money. <laughs> Bunch of goobs. You're not even good at being brown shirts. Come on, man. You got one job. Shake the guy down so he can't testify. And you owe him money? Uh-huh. Morons. You know, meanwhile, right, so they're going after this guy. Yeah. Who, yeah, I guess has a refund coming, which is a, just laughable, man. I wish they would have raided his house. Apps. Ninjas on repelling cords, yeah. you know. And they, yeah. oh, I guess we owe you 900 bucks. Uh, meanwhile, right? Tax documents now reveal that Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, according to their tax documents, and as far as I know, Trey, I'm not remembering the IRS raid of the uh, BLM Global Networks headquarters. Has that that happened? happened? Did I miss that? Never happened. Has this collars chick? Has she been shaken nope. down by the IRS? Well, she or left last year. She left, yeah, right? She but she wasn't targeted by the IRS. Nope. I don't think BLM has had any IRS problems. Uh-huh. Well, uh, that's interesting because apparently they paid out seventeen million dollars not only to uh, let's see corporations that had helped them out or supported them. 
but also relatives of the leadership who, who have security companies or consult consulting. Anybody can be a freaking consultant. Paid out this money to consultants who also had family That's connections right. with some of these folks at the top of the pyramid of BLM. Seventeen million bucks. They while they were nine million dollars in the hole in the red. Uh-huh. Okay, the math doesn't really add up. Uh-huh. Basically, what we're seeing is that Black Lives Matter is a money making scam uh-huh. for a relatively small collection of people, and they're not getting shaken down by the IRS. Are they paying taxes? Uh-huh. Are they are tax exempt? I guess you know. I mean, how does that work? But this guy, this guy, Taibi, they they go after him. Yeah. Well, first of all, they fire the entire team looking into Hunter. You're fired. Don't look into Hunter anymore. Which go after Taibi and let let BLM skate. Yeah. You know, we were saying back then when BLM was burning the world down, setting setting stuff on fire, uh, that that's all it was. Yeah. That this was a money-making scheme for the very top to be able to rake in a ton of money and not have to do anything for it, right? right? Remember all the corporations that gave millions and millions and millions to them? And, of course, what they did, apparently, was go out and they set up all these corporations. Huh, that sounds familiar, like 26 sounds LLCs. like the Biden yeah, business uh, exactly. model. That are, are, are tied to and are run by family members of the chief executive officers and everybody else over at BLM. Right. So the money comes in through BLM, all these corporate donations. And if you didn't donate, well, first of all, you were excoriated on MSNBC. Oh, you're a racist. Yeah, yeah. you're a horrible person. And then we attack your building and tear, right. your, tear your store down unless you give us money, which to me that sounds like extortion. I don't know what that sounds like, but right. that sounds like that to me. And then all that money is funneled out to family and friends and other people in their universe. So they make you know, and, tons and of money. And the money, if I remember correctly, was supposed to go to uplifting stuff in oh, these yeah. crummy neighborhoods oh, yeah. and uh, oh, balancing the scales uh, as far as you know if uh, somebody doesn't get a grant we'll get a gift you a grant you know and all this crap and it just really went to enrich the people in leadership which is the the biden business model of getting rich fast so what was interesting several things but the the people at the very top of that you mentioned patrice colors and those people they're all socialists, right? Yeah. But they use capitalism. <laughs> they, they use the capitalist system yeah, to, yeah. to enrich themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of spreading it around. And I, when I get an opportunity, I always ask uh, black people the same thing I ask about the Democrat Party or the NAACP, right? What have they done to make your life better in any shape, form, or fashion? Nothing. The Democrat Party, Black Lives Matter, what have they done to improve the lives of black people in this country? I would say they've actually had the opposite effect in making their lives more difficult, okay? Uh, we get, you and I both, and I know Jack does, gets, we get black parents who call us up all the time that say, it, I ha- it, it's all I can do 24 hours a day to counter message this CRT stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want my kid growing up thinking they're a victim thinking that they can't accomplish stuff because the, the, the oppression is too much. Uh, I don't want my kids growing up that way. Uh, you, you look at the violence, uh, the black-on-black violence, which the liberals hate to talk about. They don't want to talk about You're a racist if you even bring it up. But if you look at it, mm-hmm. young black people are killing each other. That's right. Left and right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they talk about not one more, and we got to save the kids and do this for the kids. Whenever there's a spree killing or a, or a mass shooting, but baby, they don't want to talk about all the kids that are dying in Chicago and Baltimore and Philadelphia and L.A. every single day. DeSantis brought that up last night because he was asked about the NAACP oh, saying, God, don't go down there. Joke. Hillary saying, don't go down there. God. All that, you know, because they're going to kill black people. DeSantis himself. Of course. He's going to pull out his ray gun. He just wa- right. He's he going to zap you with a ray gun. He's got a gun. It's yeah. most black people killing gun. That's right. all yeah, it is. That's, that's it. In fact, it says it down the gun. It's, it's, my, it's the black eraser. It's my that's black it. killing gun. That's, that's it. Right. So anyway, um, God. Wh- while they're all vacationing down there, by the way, right? They're down there on vacation. I just got they a, love the golf course. I just had a guy send me a note and said, "You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm going down for for two days. I'm gonna go spend money. I just booked my airplane, and he's wow. on his way down there. So that's cool. Good on him. Right? But uh, you know, he brought that up last hour. He was asked that question about that. He said it's purely a political stunt. We black oh, yeah. black crime, black victimization is down this percentage in Florida. And he cited yep. the had the numbers right yep. there, cited the numbers, and he said, "How come the NAACP never talks about Chicago or Baltimore, mm-hmm. where you have blacks dying left and right?"
right every day, and you never hear a word out of the NAACP. When was the last time they said, don't go to Chicago? <laughs> Doesn't happen, does it? Everybody else is saying it. Right. You know, uh, well, because these towns that are, that are experiencing this ultra-violent stuff, are run uh, and and uh, by liberal politics, uh, which have had a, a you know Tammany Hall kind of stranglehold on these municipal governments for generations. That's right. That's right. So if you indict, if you mention black on black crime in Chicago, you you have to indict the policies that led to it, yeah. which are liberal policies. Meanwhile, over at Target, their shares are down. <laughs> oh, their shares are yeah. down. So Strange. again, the American people are responding, right? Like this guy that's flying to Florida to spend money in Florida. Target has taken down their pride items that are associated with that Satanist designer. Oh, God, that Abba, yes. what's What is his name, anyway? Uh, he can go to hell. Ab, yeah, Abrolin, <laughs> Ab- right. uh, who calls himself uh, a transgender gay man, a biological woman attracted to males, Satanist, even <laughs> paying homage to Satanic figure Baphomet and uh, asserting Satan respects pronouns. Must be exhausting to be him. It must be exhausting to be Target, right? Right, to, right? to be these corporations that feel like they have to do this or that do this, and they're they're getting hit. I told you yesterday, um, I went to H-E-B earlier in the week, two days ago, right. and I went to the beer section. There's lots of Bud Light. Lots of Bud Light. Everything else is being Again, picked through. Again, odd that. Yeah, right, right. The week before, I had gone to Walmart, did the same thing. Lots of Bud Light. Everything else has been picked through. Right. Lots of Bud Light. Well, I went to the liquor store, one of the liquor stores yesterday, one of the biggies. One of the, I'll, I'll tell you, Total Wine. I went to Total Wine yesterday mm-hmm. in the forum and went back to the beer section, and there's lots <laughs> of Bud Light. You want Bud Light? And now Anheuser-Busch is giving it away. Yeah. Come get a free beer. Y- you could sell that beer for $5 a can, and no one's going to take nope. it. They're done. Who wants it? People are sick of this crap. They're what? just done, you know? And, and and if they can make a statement against it simply by not buying Bud Light, they will do it. It's personal, you know? And I got a story. I don't know if we have time now, but you look at this thing with the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, we, we, you know, let's do that on the back Yeah, let's do that when we get back. Yeah, you know, people are sure. done with this tranny crap, man. All right, more Warren Ryman coming up for you, KTSA. Upgrade your home comfort with a carrier air conditioner. Let's, um... Let's hold on to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence till after the bottom of the hour. <laughs> okay, that's fine. And let's just lighten the load for a second. Sure. Let's just take a load off for a second here, Mr. Sounds Ryan. like a plan. Because, uh, you know, it's pretty heavy stuff that's going on around the world right now and everywhere you turn. Yes, I concur. And this weekend is the official kickoff to summer. Yes, it is. You know, for a lot of people. Uh, school's out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Graduation, I've been watching a lot of that on uh, on social media, all the Moms and dads. I guess the people in our age group are all their kids are getting out of high school now, heading off to college. You know? Or they're graduating college. Well, like that mine. too. Yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. Like like Avery. And she's coming to town this weekend, right? Yeah, they're driving down. She's going to be hanging out with us for a week, so I want to get on the river, hopefully. <laughs> That's what I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the river a little Let's bit. Let's talk about Let's the ta- river. Yeah. Rolling on the river. What a day to talk about the river, too. Uh, Memorial Day is always the kickoff to that. I'm going to be at the uh, Gunslinger football game this Sunday. Right, I'm gonna right. Deliver a brief, like, 60-second speech, and then there's going to be a prayer. My friend, uh, yours too, Randy Carroll, is going to play the national anthem, mm. so that's going to be cool. But um, I'm looking forward to that. And then it's going to be, um, you know, Katie bar the door for the whole summertime. And, we, you know, it's amazing to see the changes that happen in traffic patterns around here when the kids get out of school. <laughs> they get lighter, you know. <laughs> right, right. People, I don't know, people aren't. I, I would think they're still going to work, but uh, traffic gets lighter, and things really do change around this part of the country, and a lot of it is focused on the rivers, and I can't wait. I'm well, fired it's up. summer in San Antonio, man. I mean, what's better than that? And I, I haven't been on the river since before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, this year feels like, at least for a lot of people, I think we're, we're, we're starting to try to get back to something normal. Mm. You can go out. There's no restrictions. You're not... You know, thinking about COVID, uh, you know, and I, I, I know for me personally, a lot of stuff is cleared up, you know, the, the, the were things we were dealing with. And so this year it's like, wow, let's just get on the river. Uh, my family unit don't like being on the river because they it makes them barf, but they what? get seasick. I got sea legs. They get sea. So they go, they like to sit on the, the banks of the river. Okay. And while I float down the river. All right. You know, because they I get love, seasick on a river. My, my my wife ain't got no sea legs. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I yeah. grew up I grew up on a boat, so uh-huh. I got sea legs. Right. You know, and and so she gets a little seasick on on the river, which we found <laughs> out the first time we went floating about a oh, hundred years no. ago. But 
She oh. loves the we love the river. I mean, you could you don't have yeah. to float it. You can just no, sit there on the banks of it and have a great time. You see family. Long. It's again, it's summer in San Antonio. It's the best time of year. Yeah. You know, I, I've been toying with the idea. Maybe I will um, of reviving our Radio River runs. We used to do this thing back in the seventies and eighties, uh-huh. where we would get all the radio people together. We'd meet at the Boots at North Star Mall, right, and we'd go to the river. Oh wow! On a Saturday. And we would go up the river 13 miles, right. and it'd take all day to go 13 miles on a float. Right. And it was the greatest thing in the world with all the wow. media people getting together. Radio River Run is what we used to call it. And uh, maybe I'll bring that back. That'd be cool. That again. Is that the Guadalupe or the Comal? I'm sorry to tell you it's the Guadalupe. No, I don't do the Guadalupe. No, no, That's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to float. I don't want to when, crawl when s- across some slimy rocks. Right. Dragging yeah. my tube behind yeah. me. There are times in the in the Guadalupe in some places, depending on the weather now, because, right. you know, uh, that you'll have to get up and carry your no, tube I don't, about, I don't carry about my, three feet. Nope. It's three feet too far. <laughs> you get on that Comal, you just float. Have you, you know, since you feel that way, have you ever considered floating in a pool? Yes, we're, we're actually. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're, no, I have. We're, we're going to. Because that's a float, right? And you don't have to do we, anything. We are looking at above ground pools yeah. for the back. we got this massive backyard, and we can't do an in-ground pool. We want to do that eventually. Yeah. But we can get one of these above ground pools. Hell, I'll go to Walmart right, and get me one of them Walmart, little right? kid pools There's for three- 20 bucks. And put the tube in the kiddie pool and just sit there and float and go nowhere at all. Do you know that's what we did before we put our pool in? Is that we would every year we'd buy one of those thirty dollar ones from Walmart. I'm not <laughs> I'm great. not kidding no, you. No, why not? And I've got pictures of us sitting in these little kiddie pools <laughs> on our, I would set it up on the deck. Right. Fill it full of water. And we're in there with friends. There's full four full grown adults in a little kiddie pool. <laughs> Well, the, the cool, we were so redneck. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so redneck. It is redneck, but it's, it's beautiful. Redneck, it's beautiful redneck. That's what we were doing. And then we find, you know, here's why we did it that way. We didn't want to make the commitment to something as expensive as an in-ground pool unless we knew for sure we really wanted it. That's well, a commitment. Yeah, it's also a lot of work, It's man. a commitment. Well, you know, the way, the way they have well, it now. Well, I guess now, not so much. Not anymore. You know, the way they have it now, and, we, you know, we test it and do everything that needs to be done, but a lot of the equipment does the work for you. I mean, right. I'm still out there tinkering with it because I'm a tinkerer. Right. So I go out there and I, man, I'll brush it. I'm not. It. I want the robot to clean the pool. <laughs> well, they have them. That's what I figured. They do. And, uh, <laughs> and with AI coming, the ro- robots will even be more. Advanced, but well, it'll all swim for you. Yes, 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 yes. And the way I built this pool was it's a nice pool it, to be a pool. um a a cocktail pool. Right, it, right. It, it doesn't get over Nancy's shoulders, which means right. it comes up to my waist. <laughs> and we stand in there and have a cocktail, and that's right. the whole point of that pool. But it's great during the summer. It started with little baby pools that we would buy over at Walmart. Well, now. the thing is, you got some fully grown adults in a baby pool. You know, you're not going to suddenly hit that warm patch of water. That's exactly right. I think you all know what I'm talking not about. Not going to happen. Well, I strategically put our in-ground pool next to a tree for that very purpose. If you got to go, you can water the tree. Over yonder. Water the oak. It's it's a multi-gender, it's an intergender tree. Exactly right. All right, quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. Uvalco in Uvalde and Castroville and Bernie has the all-new Mahindra Rocksore. Oh, man. Wait until you test drive this thing. This weekend. You know, head on out to Uvalde or to Cashville or to Bernie to Uvalco and test drive the all-new Rocksor from Mahindra. It's got that very powerful turbo diesel engine in it, so it'll do anything you want it to do. It's tough as nails. It's all steel. It's a UTV side-by-side that you can trick it out however you want it tricked, man. I talk about gun racks and, you know, rear seats if you want to hunt back there. Uh, however you want to make this thing up, big, comes with a big tires if you want the big tires. Lighting, uh, you know, kits of any kind. In fact... When you buy yours, mention Trayware, and you'll get $300 to spend any way you want to to trick it out however you want to. Just test drive it. I, I did. I went down, and I slammed it around. I tried to – I really did. I ran it over rocks, up hills, through rivers. I did everything I could to mess it up, and I couldn't. It's perfect for ranch life. Remember the old Willie, Willie's Jeeps from back in, you know, World War II time? Yeah, that's what this thing is like. It's amazing, and it's all brand new from Mahindra. It's called the Rock Sword. Check it out. Uvalco. Right there in Bernie, Casterville, and in Uvalde. Hi, this is Bob Webster from my...
It's 836. It's Ware and Rima. Trey Ware, Sean Rima here on KTSA. You wanted to talk about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh, God. Uh, Even baseball. Well, I, 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 I didn't know anything about it, but people know I'm a baseball fan, so I started getting messages from folks. Oh, yeah. Are you still going to watch? Big story. You know, Major League Baseball. A lot of people are not. They're, they're giving it up, and I didn't know why. I hadn't followed this story. I'm kind of trannied out. A lot of it just kind of zings by me at this point. And I, I do love baseball. I watch prim- primarily this year I'm watching the Rangers because we don't get the channel that has the Astros on it. And the Rangers are actually kicking ass. They, they kicked the asses of the Pirates yesterday. So the, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying watching baseball. But the L.A. Dodgers, uh, you know, ha- are having a gay pride night, obviously, in June. It's gay pride. Oh, holy crap. It's a whole month of this stuff. And for their big game night uh, that was proposed in June for Gay Pride Night, they originally invited what are called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Mm -hmm. They are fat trannies in nun garb. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're dressed like nuns and and priests uh, and cardinals and bishops. And I think one of them dresses like the Pope. And Mm -hmm. obviously it's very anti-Catholic and anti-Christian. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's really no other context you can put that in and say it's something else. Uh, so they invited this group uh, to appear on this at this June game for Pride Night, and people reacted. Obviously, uh, I'm a Catholic. You know, people were saying, you know, I'm Catholic. This is offensive to me, blah, which it is. Mm-hmm. And it's there, there's no other way to say if you're if you're a fat tranny mocking nuns that you're not giving the middle finger to to Christians. That's what you're doing. Not just Catholics, but Christians in general. <laughs> then they paint their faces. They white. paint their faces all mm-hmm. stupid, and you know. And so uh, they rescinded the invitation, Mm -hmm. but then they got flack from the tranny community, Mm -hmm. uh, and so now they're re-inviting them. That's right. They put out a letter uh, basically saying, we're so sorry, we're looking to be a diverse uh, uh, organization, and uh, we, you know, uh, this was a wrong decision. They backtracked, and they re-invited them. You know what? First and foremost, if you're going to do something like not, in, you know, disinvite somebody because you don't like what they're doing, don't be complete wuss bags. And you get a few hate mails or Twitter or tweets or whatever, and you reinvite them. That in and in and of itself is embarrassing to me because that means the fat trannies dressed like nuns own the L.A. Dodgers. Secondly. Do you think a, a group of fat trannies uh, who would show up with big rubber noses wearing Hasidic curls uh, on wigs and dress like rabbis called Jews in drag, do you think they'd get the same reception from the left as uh, the anti-Catholic drag queens? Do you think if Jews in drag or, <coughs> or Muslims in a dress, you think if they showed up that, was the that they'd get the same welcoming too. From these people, would they think that was brave and courageous and edgy? Probably not. The only reason this group exists is because people pay attention to them because they're insulting to people. They, you know, and you know, but they're Christians, and it's open season on Christians. You can say whatever you want to about Christians or Catholics. You can make fun of them as much as you want, and the left thinks it's great. You did this if you did the same thing. Hell, if you probably did it with Satanists and came up with a bunch of drag queens mocking Satanism, the very same people that applaud the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence would think that was horrible and hateful. I'm so sick of it all. And I think people are. I'm not going to stop. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to stop watching baseball because I don't watch the Dodgers. Okay, I don't watch L.A. LA baseball. Mm -hmm. It is L.A. It is California. All right. I'm still going to watch my Rangers because they're kicking ass this year. I'm not giving up the zen of baseball as a stress reliever for me because of this. But it's embarrassing, I think, for the Dodgers. Very embarrassing. Well, uh, yes, uh, that's putting it mildly, being embarrassing in any number of respects. Uh, First of all, the reason that they're doing this is they want to groom your children. That's the only reason. They know that kids watch baseball. A lot of kids watch baseball and are attracted to baseball, and they're trying to just destroy everything about why else would you want to do something sexual around a baseball game? What what does baseball I, have to do with sex? Tell me. I somebody, don't know. Somebody explain it to me. 
what baseball and sex have to do with each other. Maybe you get a little sex while you're watching baseball on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon and you're laying on the couch and mama comes over. That's a possibility. Oh, my God. But right. Other, oh, well, that's a picture, right? But other than that, what does baseball and sex have to do with Nothing. And that is the point about all this trans stuff that's going on. When it comes to Target. Yeah, and yeah. Them putting, you know, tucking underwear oh, or tucking. God. You know, one thing that Target has been doing for a long time, and I understand HEB is doing it too, is they're taking the little girls' underwear and they're putting it in the girls' in the boys' section. And they're, mm, and they're, you know, right. Uh, yeah. So that's been going on. And so, but what does that, what, what does that have to do with, you know, selling product? It has absolutely nothing to do with it. They're, they're taking beer as an example with Bud Light. And they're saying we now have tranny beer, right? <laughs> what does beer have to do with trans or with sex? Trans Nothing. doesn't have anything to do with any of this stuff. It's all born out of fear. Well, these companies are terrified of of being targeted as hateful and uh, non inclusive, not woke, what have you. They are more afraid of a minuscule group of people. Who are a sub? Who are basically a subculture of a subculture, right? And, and they operate out of fear, and, and they do it despite whatever massive support base or co- consumer base they are. Well, there's have. a reason for it, and the reason is BlackRock is a huge um, investment firm. In other words, they spend a lot of money. They have billions upon billions of dollars. In right. fact, they may even be close to managing a trillion dollars. Wow. Okay. Right. On the stock market. And what BlackRock has dedicated themselves to doing, and all you got to do is just Google and do a little research, and you'll find this stuff out, folks. Uh, what they do is they force this ESG stuff, which is these credit score, these these social right. scores, right? And what they're doing is they're telling these companies, like a Target, like an L.A. Dodgers, whoever, if they're a publicly held company, you had better toe the line on this ESG nonsense, or you're not going to do well on the stock market. We will collapse you. We're going to run you out of business. Mm. And they're doing it. Right. Um, so and, it, it's it is fear based. It's it's, it's they're it's being money. muscled basically. It's money. Yeah, yeah. And so when you say to a target, we're going to destroy your 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 stock if you don't do this. Well, they do it. You know, they'll do whatever to keep their stock going. Right. And that's that's where we are. Uh, this is spreading throughout the in, the entire economy. Yeah. And this is something that it, it's going to change the face of corporate America. It already is. When you're saying to these major corporations, you get in line and you do this. Or else we'll shut you down overnight, which is what BlackRock and these other companies are doing. That's what these folks are facing. So it, it wasn't necessarily the queers and the dregs and the tr- trannies and all them that they heard from that made them reinvite the, this this stupid group of perverts, is what they are. <laughs> Fat perverts right? at that. Uh, made them reinvite <laughs> it. It was the fact that they're having their right. stock price and, and the fact that they, you know, if you want to stay in business, uh, you, you'll get in line and follow along. Well, they heard from the down. money people. That's what it is. Yeah, that's a, in my view, that's yeah. a, it's a sh- it's a corporate shakedown right. of America it, right now. It's like the Rainbow Coalition with Jesse Jackson yeah. used to do this. They'd go to corporations like Pepsi and yeah. say, "Hey, if you don't uh, give us money or support with donations, yeah. we'll call your company racist, and no black people in this country will ever buy a Pepsi again." Yeah, it's you big, know? it's and, big and nasty. Yeah. It's big and nasty. It's behind the scenes, uh, but that's why they they end up doing this stuff because there's no reason to have over-sexualized perverts at a baseball game. And no. There's, there's no connection whatsoever. Let's just None. play baseball. Yeah. Right? Well, I, unfortunately, it's probably going to take more and more companies to just say no. You, know, you remember the old drug thing? Uh, just say no to just say no to the trannies. At some point, you're going to have to say, you know what? Uh, forget this BlackRock. Forget all this stuff. Forget the threats. Forget forget if we get canceled or whatever. Uh, we're we're not going to do that. We're going to stick to our guns and 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 deal with our consumer base. Uh, you get one major company that does it, and more do it. Maybe that's how it changes. So here's know. where it gets interesting, right? With Bud Light as an example, that brand right. is done. It's history. Yeah, it's not going to come back. They're not. They're not going to so resurrect. Where the investors Bud matter with that at this point. Well, and see, that's where it gets interesting because they're not afraid of you as much as they're afraid of BlackRock and these other right as the people who hold their their very lives in their hands when it comes to the stock market. Right. Um, and they don't really care what you do. If you don't drink any more Bud Light and the, and the brand dies off, they're fine with that as long as they survive overall as a, as a company by not by not giving in to the to you. 
if they give in to you, then they lose with BlackRock and the, and the stock right. market, and then they're done. They're done as a company. And that's why this is so, you know, it, it's almost impossible to fight against. It's a real hard thing to fight against. Uh, but that doesn't mean you don't fight. You know, well, yeah, I, 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 I would mean, never go uh, to another Dodgers game ever again. You know, yeah. I, I, again, as far as the the consuming the consuming public, it's very obvious that this turns them in the opposite direction wherever it shows up. Whether it's a kids' movie produced out of Disney, it's a can of beer, or it's a marketing campaign for a can of beer, or it's a baseball game. You rarely see some groundswell of support for that stuff. Like, oh, wow, that's great. These fat tranny nuns are going to be at the baseball game. I'm so happy. It's always the, all right, bye, or they take a, Kid Rock takes a machine gun to your product. So, you know, well, I, I don't know enough about the behind the scenes and the investors yeah. and all that stuff, you know, but it, it certainly is a turnoff for, for the consuming public. Going back to why they pick on Christians and do it to Christians, because they can. Well, yeah, because well, they it's can. Easy. It's an easy Cheap. target. If you did it to, if you did it to certain segments of, well, you don't do it to Muhammad. You well, do not. You, you don't had... do it to Muhammad because stuff goes really bad, really fast. If you were to do that to Muhammad, if you and had they know it. Muslim characters in drag. Okay, the very same people would ter- would would say that's horrible and hateful and blah blah blah. Not not only would they say that, but they'd be in fear of their very lives. Well, yeah. You yeah. know, we saw that. Remember the fatwa on on Salman Rushdie. Sure. For, for just merely writing a book called Satanic Verses. Well, so, the point being is, you know, it doesn't take a pair of cojones, to, and they all have them. To, to dress up as a fat nun and mock Catholicism. In America, where you have freedom of speech and free, freedom of religion, it, it doesn't require any bravery on your part to be a snark against Christianity in this country. No. It just doesn't. And it's going to grow. Yeah. There's going to be more and more of it. So, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's where we are in corporate America today. Right. And the cat's out of the bag, so to speak, on that. And where it goes from here, I, no. I, I don't know you're going to shut it down. It's going to be hard to shut it down. Be hard to to get rid of it. Well, that's why my ass is going to be floating the river uh, because uh, so far there's no drag queens on the river. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> well, give it time. Give it time. I'll tell you about Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. They are great people who understand investments. They understand portfolios. They know how to balance a portfolio with precious metals, gold and silver, whether you want it to hold in your hand or whether you're talking about IRAs. They've got it all for you at noblegoldinvestments.com. But we said for a long time, it's important to have diversification in your portfolio. So I've always said, you know, take take a look at, you know, the stock market, your 401k, you know, your stocks and your bonds and everything. And take a look at some real estate, making sure that, that that's part of that and everything. But then, but then, do you have precious metals? Do you have something that you can hold in your hand, you can dig up that you buried in the backyard or you have a safe or whatever? They'll talk with you about that, too, how to protect it. Um, that you can actually use to buy something if, if the time comes. Well, your friends at Noble Gold Investments, they want to put an investor's guide into your hand so you understand really what you're dealing with. And so you don't make any mistakes, so you do it the right way. And they are just great over there, easy to work with, very friendly guys. And they'll help you along the way if you're interested in adding precious metals, gold and silver, to your portfolio. I've always said it's the right thing to do, smart thing to do, but that's up to you to decide what's right for you, and they're going to help you with that. Make sure you use my name when you log on. It's Ware, W-A-R-E. They have special discounts for you if you do so. NobleGoldInvestments.com, Ware, W-A-R-E. There are five costs.